I'd heard it, so they'd heard me. May as well be hanged for a sheep as hanged for a handkerchief. Miss Throckmorton taught us that eons ago. Because I'd sort of had a reason to come into the forbidden chamber, I peered through Dad's razor-sharp blind, over the glebe, past the cockerel tree, over moorfields, up to the Morvern Hills. Pale morning, icy sky, frosted crust on the hills, but no sign of sticking snow. Worse luck. Dad's swivelly chairs are a lot like the Millennium Falcon's laser tower. I blasted away at the sky full of Russian MiGs streaming over the Mulverns. Soon, tens of thousands of people between here and Cardiff owed me their lives. The glebe was littered with mangled fuselages and blackened wings. I'd shoot the Soviet airmen with tranquilizer darts as they pressed their ejector seats. Our marines had mopped them up. I'd refuse all medals. Thanks, but no thanks, I'd tell Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan when Mum invited them in. I was just doing my job. Dad's got this fab pencil sharpener clamped to his desk. It makes pencils sharp enough to punch a body armour. H pencils are sharpest. They're Dad's faves. I prefer two Bs. The doorbell went. I put the blinds back to how it was, checked I'd left no other traces of my incursion, slipped out and flew downstairs to see who it was. The last six steps I took in one death-defying bound. Moron. Grinny, zitty as ever. His bum fluff's getting thicker, mind. You'll never guess what. What? You know the lake in the woods? What about it? It's only... Moron checked we weren't being overheard. Gone and froze solid. Half the kids in the village are there right now. Ace, Doss or what? Jason! Mum appeared from the kitchen. You're letting the cold in. Either invite Dean inside, hello Dean, or shut the door. Um, just going out for a bit, Mum. Um, where? Just for some healthy fresh air. That was a strategic mistake. What are you up to? I wanted to say nothing, but Hangman decided not to let me. Why would I be up to anything? I avoided her stare as I put on my navy duffel coat. What's your new black parka done to offend you, may I ask? I still couldn't say nothing. Truth is, black means you fancy yourself as a hard knock. Adults can't be expected to understand. My duffel's a bit warmer, that's all. It's parky out. Lunch is one o'clock sharp. Mum went back to changing the hoover bag. Dad's coming home to eat. Put on a woolly hat or your head'll freeze. Woolly hats are gay, but I could stuff it in my pocket later. Good boy then, Mrs Taylor, said Moron. Goodbye, Dean, said Mum. Mum's never liked Moron. Moron's my height, and he's OK, but Jesus, he pongs of gravy. 
Moron wears ankle flappers from charity shops and lives down Drugger's End in a brick cottage at Pongs of Gravy too. His real name's Dean Moran. Rhymes with Warren. But our PE teacher, Mr Carver, started calling him Moron in our first week and it stuck. I call him Dean if we're on our own, but names aren't just names. Kids who are really popular get called by their first names. So Nick Hughes, always just Nick. Kids who are a bit popular, like Gilbert Swinyard, have sort of respectable nicknames like Yardy. Next down are kids like me, who call each other by our surnames. Below us are kids with piss-take nicknames like Moran Moron or Nicholas Breyer, who's Nicholas Bra. It's all ranks being a Nick boy, like the army. If I called Gilbert Swinyard just Swinyard, he'd kick my face in. Or if I called Moron Dean in front of everyone, it'd damage my own standing. So you've got to watch out. Girls don't do this so much, except for Dawn Madden, who's a boy gone wrong in some experiment. Girls don't scrap so much as boys either. That said, just before we broke up for Christmas, Dawn Madden and Andrea Bozard started yelling bitch and slag in the bus queues after school, punching tits and pulling hair and everything they were. Wish I'd been born a girl sometimes. They're generally loads more civilised. But if I ever admitted that out loud, I'd get bumhole plumbers scrawled on my locker. That happened to Floyd Chasley for admitting he liked Johann Sebastian Bach. Mind you, if they knew Elliot Bolivar, who gets poems printed in the Black Swan Green Parish magazine, was me, they'd gouge me to death behind the tennis courts with blunt woodwork tools and spray the Sex Pistols logo on my gravestone. So anyway, as Moron and I walked to the lake, he told me about the scale X trick he'd got for Christmas. On Boxing Day, its transformer blew up and nearly wiped out his entire family. Yeah, sure, I said. But Moron swore it on his nan's grave. So I told him he should write to That's Life on the BBC and get Esther Ranson to make the manufacturer pay compensation. Moron thought that might be difficult because his dad had bought it off a Brummie at Tewkesbury Market on Christmas Eve. I didn't dare ask what a Brummie was in case it's the same as bummer or bumboy, which means homo. Yeah, I said. See what you mean. Moran asked me what I'd got for Christmas. I'd actually got £13.50 in book tokens and a poster of Middle Earth. But books are gay, so I talked about the game of life which I'd got from Uncle Brian and Aunt Alice. It's a board game you win by getting your little car to the end of the road of life first, and with most money. We crossed the crossroads by the Black Swan and went into the woods. Wished I'd rub Vaseline into my lips, because I get chapped when it's this cold. Soon, we heard kids through the trees, shouting and screaming. Last one to the lakes of spas! yelled Moron, herring off before I was ready. Straight off, he tripped over a frozen tyre rut, went flying and landed on his ass. Trust Moran. I think I might have got concussion, he said. Concussions if you hit your head, unless your brain's up your ass. What a line. Pity nobody who matters was around to hear it. The lake in the woods was epic.
tiny bubbles were trapped in the ice like in Fox's glacier mints. Neil Bros had proper Olympic ice skates he hired out for 5p a go, though Pete Redmally was allowed to use them for free, so other kids would see him speeding around and want to go too. Just staying up on the ice is hard enough. I fell over loads before I got the knack of sliding in my trainers. Ross Wilcox turned up with his cousin Gary Drake and Dawn Madden. All three are pretty good skaters. Drake and Wilcox are taller than me too now. They'd cut the fingers off their gloves to show their scars they'd got playing Scabby Queen. Mum'd murder me. Squelch sat on the humpy island in the middle of the lake where the ducks normally live shouting, Arse over tit! Arse over tit! at whoever fell over. Squelch is funny in the head because he was born too early, so nobody ever thumps him one. Not hard, anyway. Grant Birch rode his servant Philip Phelps's rally chopper actually on the ice. He kept his balance for a few seconds, but when he pulled a wheelie, the bike went flying. After it landed, it looked like Yuri Geller had tortured it to death. Phelps grinned sickly. Betty was wondering what he'd tell his dad. Then, Pete Redmarley and Grant Birch decided the frozen lake would be perfect for British bulldogs. Nick Hugh said, OK, I'm on for that. So it was decided. I hate British bulldogs. When Miss Throckmorton banned it at our primary school after Lee Biggs lost three teeth playing it, I was dead relieved. But this morning, any kid who denied loving British bulldogs have looked a total ponce especially kids from up Kingfisher Meadows like me.